welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Hooray for Spain! We got the Spanish Ball of Regions and the results were all over the place. So who fashioned a victory and who got blasted back to Earth? It's time to talk all things Drag Race España 3. And joining me is the one and the only Glam Award winner, Mr. Mel Kiki. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Um, listeners, if you are listening to things on the podcast consistently, you're going to hear a podcast recording um, with Mr. Mel Kiki later on before the glam awards before they were a winner so it's going to be weird you're going to hear things weird but it doesn't matter how does it feel to be a glam award winner i don't know how that feels um like surreal <laughs> you're so funny yeah. i can't <laughs> yeah it's like well also then the injury was like it threw me through a loop because i feel like i'd be more out if i wasn't you know like experiencing like back pain since february mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I got the award and then like a few weeks after I started getting all this pain, like right after doing these gigs back to back to back, right before going away. And I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> I'm like, I think it was the like, hex. Did someone hex you? Yo, no, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on the podcast. So whoever did it. Whoever it was, whoever it was. Well, congratulations yeah. to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, friends, pronunciations, I apologize. I will do my best. I'm trying. Um, but luckily, you're here to tell me, no, that was very wrong. Here's how you say it. Um, <laughs> but as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us the reality television production. We are showing what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, it's real people that get an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Three episodes in. How are you feeling about Drag Race España 3? Um, it's a lot of like different personalities, to be honest. I'm like looking at the cast, I'm like trying to remember everybody's names. I'm like, wait a second, there's certain ones that like kind of stick out. Kelly Roller, because she's like always on rollerblades, giving very Robbie Turner. I'm like, mm-hmm. girl, but she glides, she's great. But I'm just like, uh, I don't know, the drag could be better. Um, but I don't know, I like this cast, they're funny. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it doesn't feel like the first two seasons where they're like clear front runners. It feels like a pretty even playing field this season, which is kind of exciting as a viewer. Yeah. Like season one, we all knew Carmen Frawl was going to win. It was just a matter of who was going to be there with her. Season two, you had an idea that Sharon was going to win. It was just like, does she deserve to win? And she did. Right. She did. She did. But um, yeah, no, this season, yeah, I like it. Let's find out how we really think. Let's go through it. Chuchi is out. Vania is emotional as she feels bad for drag Chuchi, but she wants to be there until the end. Vania gave it her all and realizes that drag race is tough. But now that the dust has settled, she says that the Macarena came straight for her as she knew she doesn't dance. Now she's coming for her. Ooh, I smell a little rivalry happening. Um, Do you think the Macarena set her up? 
I mean, in the confessional, it seems like it. Because <laughs> she's just like, you know, like whatever's meant to be is going to happen. I don't know. They're all plotting. <laughs> well, the Macarena knows that Vania can come for her, but as she says, the one who hits first hits twice. Now, I've literally never heard that saying before. Is the yeah. Macarena just making shit up? <laughs> Honestly, this like a lot of references I don't get because it's Spain. Like, I speak Spanish, but, like, I'm Colombian and Puerto Rican. So, like, I don't understand some of the culture and some of right. like, huh? I'm so lost. Like, I'm on the... Well, la- last here. week, um, uh, Lacey Stoner was on the podcast. We were trying to decipher what the whole um, Feather Pluma conversation was about. Um, we had no idea. And um, dear friend of the podcast, Amanda Masker, was supposed to tell us, and she still has not. I'm like, uh, Plumas, like feathers. And, and right. I, I, it was very <laughs> I'm like, it's a gay club. I don't know. Maybe. Well, they are going to congratulate the winner of the week, Pink Shadora. She thinks they are all a bit envious as they were not expecting her to win. I mean, same girl. I, I still don't know how you won. Yeah. Clover was, was robbed. Yes. Yeah. So how does it feel to be the prima ballerina of the cast? She feels blessed. Bestia is now ready to watch out for Pink Shadora because she knows how to do a character and how to bring it to outshine the rest. Um, I mean, that's the truth of the matter. If you have a good character when it comes to drag race, your drag doesn't have to be super polished and amazing, but if you're good TV, you go far. True. Very true. The girls are going to get out of drag with Fury. Hordella thinks that the competitors are very close, but she is going to keep an eye out for Petita, which is foreshadowing. Petita thinks that she has a chance to win based on her critiques, but there are many bitches left. Can't wait to see how this turns out. Now, a new day is here, and once again, we are paying homage to our latest fallen comrade. Drag Chuchi is the queen, uh, uh, as the queens walk in, as apparently Vanya killed Chuchi, as she claims she is the lip sync assassin. Uh, hold your horses, Harry. It's been one lip sync. You're not a lip sync assassin yet. Yeah. How many lip syncs do you have to win to be a lip sync assassin? Right. Like at least five in a row. Right. Vanya is worried about killing Chuchi, which will prevent her from going to the Canary Islands. Um, listen, you mess with one Canary girl, you mess with them all. Um, do you have any dreams of going to the Canary Islands? I mean, I guess I'd love to, but not really. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It looks fun. I mean, yeah. I would just like to go see a drag show there. Definitely. Definitely. I'm like, anyway. Now, we're going to have um, the dark Chanel NRX edit this episode, as she is so excited to be evil, saying there's one less Canary girl. Uh, and she gets very quite giddy celebrating Chuchi's departure. Um, Chanel NRX, very, very shady in confessionals. Yeah. Very shady. I love, I love the jacket. Yeah. Yeah. She, 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 she's she's so hot. She's so hot. So hot. Oh, Gorgeous. my God. <laughs> the Queens will discuss the harsh critiques from Supreme. What she said was super strong and clear. Petita is happy to always get feedback as it will guide uh, where to go because... They all do their own thing, but they have to follow guidelines. Chanel will say that some of the girls need more than one mirror. Some need three. The girls want initials, but she won't give in. But she will tell us in confessional that it's pink Shadora and her mustache. See? Dark Chanel. She is evil. She's shady. Bestia will bring up the discussion of tucking, as it is something the judges are insisting on. She personally doesn't care about it. Hornello tells us that the package matters a lot. The more you see it, the better. Um, which is exactly what the judges don't want, but right. <laughs> they want you to hide him. 
But Kelly notes that it is a generational thing as older generations consider it a part of drag to have a body that is considered feminine. But she also points out that there are women with penises and men with vulvas. She says gender ideology is something contemporary. What do you think? I agree, to be honest. I'm like, we all bleed the same blood. Like, as corny as that is, we all have, like, bones in our bodies. Like, I agreed. I thought that was a cute sentiment, but they all also need to be polished, too. Like, I don't know. Everybody's drag is different. Now, when it comes to being a drag king, are there people who expect... Um, to see a bulge when you present see that's the thing with drag kings like I know performers that like label themselves as drag kings and then they'll perform like in um like a bikini top or like you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. it's like you don't necessarily have to bind or you don't necessarily have to have a bulge I do it because I I don't know for me it's like what illusion I'm selling this is what I'm giving but not every king does it. Not every king packs. Not every king will like give off. Some people will show their cleavage. I'm like, okay, I like that, but not for me. Yeah, I, I think what is interesting is it is definitely a generational thing. Like I remember when I first started in the world drag and, and all of my friends were very, very much we have to talk all the time, no matter what we're wearing, we have to talk. That's what the elders are telling us to do. And it kind of has evolved where it really depends on what the gender expression you're trying to sell. Because there are a lot of um, androgynous drag artists. And part of their character and persona is to give you the best of both worlds. Right. So they don't Um, necessarily have to talk or, you know. Right. So someone like Drag Chuchi, who is an androgynous performer, tried to fill what they wanted while also trying to be true to them and it just backfired so i think it's yeah. something that drag race as a whole has to decide what the rules are or just allow the queens to express themselves and say okay well this is what we're seeing is this who you are right and judge right. them on that curve but Accordingly. what do i know i'm not a drag race judge <laughs> i just judge the judges right <laughs> Now, Visa says that she has never shaved her legs nor done a tuck, but she shares that her sister Kelly gave her trick panties to hide them all the way back. She will say that she did feel a change. Meanwhile, Chanel is like, Visa can tuck over her shoulder. So I guess we know who the mess- most well-endowed of the cast is. That was too funny. She said, bloop. <laughs> it's really interesting because I-, I commented this on in a previous episode. Um I wonder what the HR department has to do when it comes to these queens. Right, right. Because, like, in, there's no other world in which you can just, like, show it. You get yeah. fired. Right. <laughs> Not on Drag Race. Think Not about All Stars or Evie. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what will Supreme and Friends have in store for them this week? Well, Pink Shadora wants comedy and humor. Uh, and this comment makes the Macarena enter dark Macarena mode as she thinks it's all about Pink Shador and she's not having any of that. She's exhausted by her. Supreme is in the room, well, after the alarm blares and the video messages. When she does walk in, she's in a very beige shoot, suit, very reserved for her. We, we're used to seeing her pop with color. Beige was very interesting. And I like the under under. It looks yeah. like almost like a, like not a, my God, what am I thinking of? Not knit. 
know. Yeah, I don't know the materials, but it was, it was a really like, modern look. It looked it's cute. Deep. Yeah, I liked it. Now, Supreme loves sharing the prize package, but it seems that the girls are going to mock it each week. This week, it's Vanya saying that the 30,000 euros can pay her rent for like three weeks. How expensive is Madrid? Is it more expensive than New York? Maybe. <laughs> Damn. For this week's Maxi Challenge, it's the week of many of them feared. It's the long-awaited, much-anticipated ball. How are you at sewing? Never in my life. I want to. I need to, honestly. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Katrina can help you out and teach you. Right? Yeah, that's that's next on my to-do list. I think that'll, like, you know, elevate. <laughs> yeah. They have to prepare three looks, and they need to have more Spanish flavor than ever, with its color, with its flavors, and traditional costumes. Was not expecting that one. Oh, my God, what a twist that was. Right. Out of nowhere, we have a new opened area of the workroom as a curtain is drawn as 11 mannequins standing awaiting the queens. As Kelly notes, if they have to imitate the costumes, they are all going to be lost. Now, as I watched this, I was like, I love learning about other countries' cultures. And then I asked myself, what if we did this challenge in America? What would our 11 costumes be? And then I shut that thought off because America has a very dark history and I do not want to expose anyone to that truth. What would we do? Right. I don't think we could. It would be that bad. Would be, that would be messy. That would be messy. It would what be so think? bad. Um, what? We would just have like hillbilly couture. No, no, no. Let's not do that. Then, like, Callie, I don't know, like, somebody in, like, flip-flops. Hey, that's what my Thanks drag now. is every day. <laughs> I love flip-flops. <laughs> Supram shares that these 11 wonderful and original traditional costumes from Spain will serve as inspiration to be the object of their inventiveness as they will have to make a new drag look using the assigned looks to them as reference. As the winner of the previous week, Pink Shadora will assign the outfits to her sisters. And I bet they were all freaking out a tad, especially the ones who've been not too kind to her. So you got to be nice to everybody. Right. Now, this is a really fun challenge because we did get to learn a bit about each traditional costume, where they are from, and so on. And because we have so many looks to get through later on, I encourage you all to go explore the world of Google and do some researching of your own and learn more. As I've said before, I love the International Seasons Drag Race because it's a teaching opportunity. So let's go through who got what. Um, did they have any bearing to my knowledge of anything? No. If you ask me to tell you where that place on the map is, couldn't tell you. No, I don't know Spain that way. <laughs> now, Pink Shadora will pick Salamanca for herself. Chanel will get Escuradi. Paquita is given the Valencian community. Madrid is for Bestia. Petita will get Extremadura. Aragon is for Honela. Asturias is for Kelly. And as a Castoria, they have one in uh, uh, Spain. No. Visa will be assigned Canary Islands. The Macarena will have La Roya. Uh, Flamenca is for Clover. And Vania will have Pubia. If you remember any of the source material, which look would you have wanted to reimagine? Mm. I don't know. They were all kind of... <laughs> right none of them really stuck i guess the flamenco one i guess but like yeah, not i think even. there's a lot of fun to do with that yeah um, the ruffles are tough though just like clover said 
Yeah, the ruffles are like, tough. I, there, I, would, there's, I would have no idea. But. There's a there's there's some cool um, male flamenco looks that do have yeah. some um, the ruffles and like the. the I, I would vest. love it on the sleeve. Yeah. yeah. There is your first design challenge. Work with Katrina, and you're making a flamenco uh, flamenco suit. There it is. There it is. They're gonna get <laughs> use of uh, fabric and accessories in the workroom to create their looks. And I have to say, this is a terribly difficult challenge, but the fact that they got material and don't have to do it with random objects was a gift to them. Uh, so they should be thankful it wasn't like paper cups. Right, right. <laughs> now, before Supreme goes, we will learn that the guest judge of the week is Spanish fashion designer Paloma Spain. He is known for creating genderless outfits. Um, have you heard of him before? No. Neither have I, but I looked on um, their website. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Um. I like that there are a lot of fashion designers out there that are, who are making genderless attire. Um, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Anyone can wear anything. Not me. I can't. There's only certain things I can wear. Uh, <laughs> I can't wear big, bold things, but wait until you see what I'm wearing at DragCon. It is mm. lots, lots of lots of sequins. You have to take pictures. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. Yeah. It's time to get the design on. Each queen essentially has a box that pertains to their look. And from there, it seems they can pick the colors and fabric. Um, though it did seem like they were kind of prescribed what they could do. Yeah. Do you think that was an unfortunate challenge for some of them? I think so. Like going to like Clover's, like the flamenco. Mm-hmm. Like it was like nothing like the colors that were on the <laughs> right. It was, it was like weird. This weird yellow and like black. I'm like, okay. But... It's really funny watching them all play with the scarves first. It was like childhood dress up, which is wild because they're adults playing dress up. Crazy. So Clover is seeing a lot of polka dots in her box. Uh she's starting to lose hope. Bestia is freaking out so much that she has literal and physical diarrhea. Oop. She says she can thread a sewing machine and put two pieces together and has made a sofa cover. Good for her. I don't know how a sofa cover works for drag, but sure. Bestia will put on a pink frock and I was like, oh no, it's over for her. She's, She's doomed. But Vanya is looking around the room and she is like, this is my revenge. Last week I couldn't dance. This week they can't sew. Ha, 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 ha. What would your week of strength be? Mm-hmm. What's the week that you would make everyone else be like, oh, no. Maybe um, maybe like the musical or mm-hmm. I'm like, when did they? No, I don't even know. I've never done stand up. <laughs> Maybe acting. Hey, now's the time to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Petita, who we know is a designer, is ambitious. She will do her best. Uh, she knows that the time is limited. And one plot line that we're not going to hear from her is about her finger. Why do you think we didn't hear her discuss her finger and how it might limit her ability to make anything? Right. I thought about that because she's been like making these custom like claws. Right. <laughs> and then she's offering to help everybody. And she's just like, all right, but have everything ready. Like, is it possible she was lying the entire time? Conspiracy theory. Right. And Maybe. I said it like the first episode. Would you want to go on Drag Race if you're not in full ability? Or do you think she's just that confident? Yeah. I thought about that with Bestia too, because she has like um something on her eye, but it's just like, what can you do? Like, yeah. if, you do, if you're going through something, like now is the time, like you better just 
either do it there may or go not home, be a second you know? chance yeah yeah well, we're going to watch Petita try to be Miss Congeniality as she is the workroom manager going over and chatting with her sisters about their projects. She understands the subject. And it's the best thing she can do so everyone can do the best job possible. She'll even ask if they want to have a team meeting to discuss the material before splitting off and crafting. Now, we will hear her offering help to Dark Chanel, uh, but Dark Chanel says that she is doing just the opposite. She is not going to help anybody. What would you do? Uh, I would, I mean, if I needed the help, I guess try to get it, but. You went off the help. I would, yeah, no, I'll just try to figure it out. Now, Petita will look over to the, um, Chanel will walk over to the sewing teacher now known as Charity Petita, but she's already busy helping Clover. And Clover will flat out be like, I have this. What do you suggest I do? And Petita's like, no, I need a little, little more something concrete. Uh, so, yeah. Charity Petita, only helping when it, everyone has their ideas already. Literally. Pink Shadora is in the hot seat as the girls are throwing some shade about her stealing stuff from them in regards to what they need to do. Uh, she will say if they're upset, it's not her fault, but like literally it is. Yeah. Crazy. Now we're going to listen to this very chintzy music as the sewing machines are revving up and the measuring tape is measuring. And just like that, Supreme is in the room, this time in a costume change of her own and with a lady on her arm. It's Anna Locking, not in drag this time. <laughs> she's going extreme, isn't she? Oh my gosh, yeah. Do you think she's doing her own makeup or is someone else doing it for her? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like the suit. I'd like it like in my like fitting but yeah yeah we're gonna be here to check in on the girlies and see how stressed they are and it will be a bit of a quick rapid fire chat because unlike the american season where they tell you basically who's the tops and bottoms because you only see them chat with rue this time we're going to hear from everybody so there's no mystery now before they can offer their looks what are supreme and anna wearing Anna is wearing a suit made with the pisto handkerchief that is part of the regional costume of her land, Castilla-La Mancha, not to be confused with Arancha. And Supreme is a chulapo, which is a typical male garb of Madrid. Um, I did a little Google search of this. Uh, it is spot on. It's a really cool look. I'd wear it. With the, with the flower and the hat. Yeah, it was really cool. Very, Cute. very snazzy. Yeah. All right, first up to chat is Pink Shadora. She shares that she wants to do something sexy because it's time for them to see a hotter Pink Shadora. Anna says it will be important for her to defend her look and to not just make it sexy, but also comedic. So we're really learning that um, they want the girls to stay in their own lanes. No versatility this season. What do you think about that? Do you, do you prefer on Drag Race when a queen is able to do a lot of different things? Or do you, if you're a comedy queen, stay being a comedy queen? No, I like when a queen can do a bunch of different things. It makes it exciting. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's just boring. Yeah. Petita is next up, and Supreme reminds the entire universe that Petita sews. How did she start? Well, it's a trade for her as she's been sewing for 12 years since she was little. She studied, pat studied pattern making and styling. She shares that she has been sewing for others for a very long time. For her Extremadura costume, she shows a sketch and Anna's like, I see volume on the top and advises that the volume has a firm base. Petita is confident with her vision, but she's worried about her ambition. Next at the pink table, we have Clover, who is scared. 
Anna will ask Clover what's important about the flamenco dress and Clover says the ruffles. Anna tells her she has something that is very soft and airy and suggests she does a negligee. Now, perhaps it was lost in translation, but Clover is like, what? She doesn't know what that word is. Nightwear, darling. Is there a different word for negligee when it comes to Spanish and Latin Spanish? I have no idea, to be honest. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, she got nothing. She's she Cuban because she's yeah. here. Because so there's probably something. Yeah. That even Cubans might say, you know what I Maybe. mean? Maybe. Yeah. Um. She should have just said brown panty. <laughs> so Prime reminds her that the flamenco dress is easily recognizable, and if she follows her vision and reinterprets it, it will be the easiest to identify. Clover is like, I'm not flamenco, but I can adapt. And Anna stops her and says, she doesn't that she doesn't have to adapt, but have the dress adapt to Clover. She says, take it to who she is. And I was like, that's good advice. I don't think we've ever really heard that on Drag Race before is make it work for you in a way that's going to work. Very true. Now it's time for Paquita. She shares that she does so. Supreme assumes that she will make her Valencian dress short. And she says she will because she wants to give the Petita show. Paquita show. God damn it. I'm going to confuse. I keep confusing them all season long, but we're going to get to a little trick I'm going to have. Anna tells her that the finish is very contemporary, that it, if she reinforces it and phrase even more, it could be very interesting. She tells her it has to look like it was deliberate and not that she couldn't finish it. Time to come up with a concept. She will show them the corset, which is trying to match the fabrics from the corset and the skirt as well as make embossed sleeves. Anna tells her to puff it up and she wants, but Supreme is like, don't forget, this is drag. And I think that's part of the problem that Paquita is running into is she's so beautiful. Everything looks, looks like kind of simple, and she's just yeah, yeah. so beautiful. God, I know mug. she's gorgeous. That mug is crazy, and her natural hair is like mm-hmm. oh. stunning. Yeah, the Macarena joins the duo as she will be recreating the wedding suit from La Juria. Is she scared from the previous time she made a look on Drag Race's bottom? She says she is more comfortable as she has sewn a little since and has learned how to pattern. See, that's what you got to do if you fail on Drag Race and you want to come back. Just go to sewing us or 50 yeah. once a week until you get back on the show and you're the best sewer on the planet. She's going to share that she says it seems silly, but on that day, nine years ago, her father passed away. She knew it would be a hard day for her. She knows her father is giving her strength. She thinks this challenge on this day is her father encouraging her and telling her everything will be okay. And it's interesting to hear this kind of thing where she feels like it's silly, but Anyone who lost a parent has that kind of thing on the anniversary day. Um, I know for me, like I try to pretend it doesn't exist, which is probably not good for the grieving process. I understand. I'll go talk to our therapist friends. Don't worry. But like you're allowed to grieve even nine years, 10 years a day. It's your journey. So I'm glad she spoke that into existence. And we got a little bit of a human side from the Macarena, which we haven't had all season long. She's been a character. Yeah, it's Visa's turn, and she shares that she lived in the Canary Islands for a few months, so she has a lot of love and respect for it. She sees the fabric, which reminds her of beautiful Mexico, and wants to represent both in a dignified way by merging her Mexican roots and giving it the Canary Punch. She has a robe with oversized sleeves that she will be adding a brooch to, and thinks this is very clever. Next, she will show them a corset she planned on cutting, and I was like, "No, the corset's so pretty, just use it." Visa's like uh how and then she says lingerie and that's like unlocking just wants these girls to be naked 
Yeah. What What are we learning about Anna Locking this episode? Is she in love with drag queens? Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> there it is. Well, Visa is not a designer, so she's glad she got an idea from Anna. Vania's turn. Now, before we get to her, we have Pink Shador mocking her sexy telemarketer voice by calling her Samantha Hudson's ugly sister separated at birth. Uh, for those who remember who Samantha Hudson is, season one, she was a, a panelist for Snatch Game, um, and she is a very particular person, and um, that comment was very shady. Horrible. Very shady. Horrible. Vania is going slutty with her look. She wants to go with a short skirt and some kind of ruffle, a two-piece, if you will. She's thinking, very clean of parts. Anna will tell her, sure, go slutty, but make it luxurious. So now her story is a farmer who has sold all of her fields and earned a fortune. Time to be a rich bitch. I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to remember this when we look at your look. And I'm like, I'm not going to see it, but okay. We're going to, sure, go with it. That's what it is. (laughs) Bestia, without hesitation, will say her problem is she can't sell. She will be making a structure that she knows she can control and then do what she's good at, the artistic part, styling and makeup. She says that her aesthetic isn't related to folklore, so this is a big stretch. She will use her aunt as reference, as she liked these things and took her to see them. She's no longer with them, so Bestia will use this to pay tribute to her. We learn that her aunt had breast cancer. One day she noticed she was missing a breast, but could never remember seeing an ounce of sadness on her face. Anna says that our loved ones continue to help us, even when they're not here anymore. I love this backstory, and I'm so intrigued to understand the tribute when it comes to the final product, but we'll definitely get to that. Um, Now it's time for Chanel, who shows Supreme and Anna her work thus far. She says that this lady is going to be the futuristic secretary from Uskadi, as Uskadi has conquered a whole planet. Now, Supreme and Anna are laughing, but I don't think Chanel picked up that they were laughing at her, not with her. This should have been her clue to be like, no, what you're doing is not right. Right. For another week in a row, Chanel has decided to totally ignore the assignment. She said, screw the traditional dress. Do you think this comes down to being youthful in drag? Shouldn't you know that if you're going to be on drag race, you're going to do things you don't want to do and they're going to be out of your comfort zone? Yeah. But again, like you said, like it's probably like, oh, it's going to pay off. It's like, they love it, you know, like that kind yeah. of mentality. Right. You know? So. We hop over to Kelly, who is sharing that her Asturian skirt has become a mini skirt. Shorter in the front, longer in the back. So basically, she's making a mullet dress. <laughs> now, Anna will say it's very Alessandro Delacroix. And Kelly is like, darling, do you think I know the designers you know? Which is T. Um, she probably says things to these girls and they're like, we're, we don't know your friends. Right. <laughs> Kelly says that sewing from scratch is not her forte, but she can make patterns and sew bodysuits and jumpsuits and Supreme will read her and be like, anything that stretches. And of course, Dark Chanel says that she's a queen of Lycra. There's nothing wrong with being able to move, especially if you're a skater. True. Yeah, she needs to move. <laughs> oh Cornella's turn, and she has no idea about anything Aragon related. She's never been there, but she'll do her best. She's out of her comfort zone, and she too can't sew. She has taken some courses and believes she can manage, but she has a lot of imagination. She will share that this week will be a roller coaster of emotions as her for her as when she finishes, she will immediately think it looks bad. She's super insecure and worries that Aragon will ban her. Um, well, we're going to be the judge of all that. Um, and that's all we're going to get. The judges are leaving. Back to designing. It's time for an all-nighter. 
how late do you think they stayed up? All night, apparently. It's interesting Over, because like obviously, very tired. <laughs> so exhausted. It, it's yeah. really interesting because obviously they can't film during that extra time, but you know they're all there. Um, so they literally have to do that in silent. They cannot speak to each other, like no camera rolling. You do not talk. That must suck. Yeah. Well, the cock doodles, it's morning and it's elimination day. The queens walk in as apprentices with Cornella taking the lead. Um, also not gonna lie, Chanel and glasses was pretty hot. I kind of like the sexy nerd realness. <laughs> well. Who got sleep? A few of them, including Pink Shador, who dreamed, which is apparently a good sign if you dream. Uh, meanwhile, if I dream, I just have wild fucking dreams. And I'm like, no, that shouldn't have been in my head. I, I have already had a drag con stress dream that you're ready for this one. I dreamed okay. that I interviewed Sasha Colby. Okay. And she told me it was the best interview she had ever done. And then oh I went God. to play it back. And the, it got, the tape got messed up. No. And then I was freaking out. And then I missed my flight. So I'm very stressed for drag con. None of that's going to happen. I hope not. Now, Paquita will say, aside from the noise of the sewing machine, she heard another noise. She wants to know what was going on. All right, friends, fess up. Who got the hanky panky on? Now, while we don't find out, Paquita says she heard something and she is determined to get to the bottom of it. Who do you think it was? Um... I'm like, who's single? We don't even know. I think it was Kelly and Chanel practicing their lip sync, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm plugging in my charger before it dies. Like last <laughs> Now, um, they all say that the tips they got from Supreme and Anna were helping. Mm-hmm. Visa goes on to say that then when she watches the show on television, she questioned how hard this challenge can be and says it's a fucking bitch now living it. And again, anyone who wants to be on Drag Race, just practice a little bit. Practice sewing a little bit. You never know when you're going to need it. Very true. Petita says that while they all have been working hard, she has noticed some of her sister's looks. And she's a little worried because she says not many of them have manual skills at all or great ideas. She states that there is more than one dress that she can't even call a dress. Isn't this the bitch who said she was going to help everyone? Literally, she makes that observation and doesn't do shit. <laughs> she is shady. I love it. Now, Petita is told she looks like a minor with her headlamp on. Now, I got to ask, how dark was it in there with the no, with no lights on? Like, I get that they don't have stage lights, but surely there has to be some lights for them to have to work with. You have to work in the dark all night long. Could you, that would be the next um, design challenge, work in the dark. I want to see how that turns out. Right. <laughs> She will note that she is making a 50-piece suit and the girls in the room are like, I'm ready to destroy it. How dare she? Now, you mentioned her before. Let's check in on Clover, who looks a bit defeated. She hasn't slept and is hoping she will be able to sell her look as she does not want to lip sync. If you read her socials, we will learn that she had a fever this day of filming. Oh, wow. How did she get into the room with a fever? Right. I I hope she didn't reveal something that she shouldn't have revealed. Back clover, back clover. Mm-mm. Well, it's time to get in face and get pretty. We're going to have a moment with Hornella and the Macarena as Hornella shares that they have not spoken in three episodes. And I was like, oh, so the producer told you to go speak to each other. There we go. The Macarena will share that when she was asked to return, she was very happy as the first time around was she was not well. 
When she lived in England for a long time, she had been struggling with an addiction to meth. She was mentally out of place and felt fatal. She has been doing therapy and is now sober. She's in recovery and is very well at it. The Macarena wanted the chance to tell her story and let people know who see them know it's not a shame to have an addiction and you don't need to hide it. Hiding is part of the problem and the first thing you have to do is ask for help. Cornella shares that she has been in therapy for the last year and has been able to put a name to many things that happened that she was incapable of noticing before. Cornella is glad that the Macarena opened up to her as she knows a lot of what she's talking about. She says that part of the problem is not speaking out as many people want to ignore the problem. They're going to hug it out and that's on that. But I think this is a really nice conversation because we do hear a lot of discussion about being sober when it comes to alcohol and drag not necessarily when it comes to drugs yeah um and for good or for worse there is a drug scene in nightlife no matter where you are on the planet absolutely have you seen it affect people before yeah i have have you ever wanted to be like hey let's have a chat not somebody that i was like very close to but i've seen Mm -hmm. like like somebody not show up to a gig let's say and then like it affects you know it's like a ripple effect and then like some something was mentioned about it i'm like oh wow and like without even knowing the person just like damn you know that's rough because that's like somebody's friend at the end of the day somebody's kid at the end of the day like absolutely as much as you want to be like oh you know they're an addict or they're this and talk down like it's the struggle yeah and that's why i think it's important to have this even if it was a like three minute conversation um because it does put a face to the problem and uh maybe someone watching it would be like okay well they can do it they got out of it they're on drag race maybe that's what i need to do now and focus on something positive yeah exactly drag race making things better All right, let's bring it to the ball. Supreme is here looking fabulous in that denim look. Uh, that that look was probably the best denim look any drag queen has ever worn on Drag Race. Um, she could have worn so that beautiful. for denim and diamonds. She could have worn it for uh, Ripper to Shreds. There are so many categories she could have worn that look for. It was so good. Yeah. Um, she's got to stop it with the rooted wigs, though. It was better than it's been, but what to, what is it about the rooted wigs she loves so much? I know, but she looks so good. She, looks she like does look Lady good. Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> On our panel this week, let's welcome Anna Locking, who is continuing to explore what drag is. We have the Javis, where Ambrosi is still looking casual, while Cavo also got the denim memo. And finally, it's guest judge Paloma Spain, and I'm assuming he's wearing his own work. Yeah, I love the jacket. Yeah, it, it, that, that's a power jacket. That's like, that's a pip suit. I'm here for it. All right, we're going to go through each category, discuss the judges' critiques with each look. We have got 33 looks to discuss. Are you ready? I'm ready. Buckle up, friends. All right, we're going to start on our first category. Category is colors. In honor of this category, we are going to play vibrant or muted. Starting with Paquita. No designers listed. She is bringing you the Rosaria fantasy. I think she is giving you something bold and dynamic. This, this shade of green is not a color we see very often on Drag Race, and it's probably because of Michelle Visage. But I think it's a very simple and plain look when it comes to drag. But she's telling the story, and that's what I like about her. Um, it's referential, and that garnered a lot of points 
for her. Yeah, they were all reciting something. I didn't get the reference, but I knew it was something. <laughs> they were all living. Yeah, they were living for her. She looked beautiful, though. Yeah. Paloma says he liked the Carmina Ordonez revival as it was such fun. He says her shoe came off, but it was wonderful. I was like, when did the shoe come off? Okay. I'll give it a vibrant. I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm going to give her a vibrant. A vibrant? <laughs> yeah. That's the toot of the week. Yeah. Are you on? Vibrant or muted? Oh, uh, okay. Vibrant or muted? Vibrant, yeah. Sure. Audience, 64% vibrant, 36% muted. Next wow. up is Jornada Gongora. Look by Sara Sanchez, headdress by Antonio Velasco. She is giving you the Alicante es Blonde. At first, I didn't love the shade of beige, but when you look at the reference point, this is simply stunning. She has literally lifted that pathway and put it on a dress and a material that should not work. I think the lace is very beautiful, traditional, and in a way could represent the negative space that trees create. This is her Hello Dolly meets My Fair Lady moment, and it's by far the best thing she has worn all season. This is couture high fashion. I loved it. Gorgeous. Exploding, like literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's vibrant for me. Vibrant, yeah. Audience, they adored it. One hundred percent vibrant. One hundred. Mm-hmm. Pink Shadora, look by Mawag Originals, headpiece by Paula Viagas. It's a very bold choice to go with white for a color runway. She is paying homage to the Malaga Biznaga as her headpiece is adorned in the flower. Stylistically, using white gown really allows the flowers to stand out and even the bust line mirrors the shape of the flower. It's incredibly bridal and tells me that story rather than a color story. I wish she was holding a bouquet. As far as the garment and the headpiece as a runway, it's beautiful and it's nice to see this softer side of Pink Shadora. What did you think? I like it, but also, yeah, I agree. There was something missing. It was just like it's just all interesting. white. It's a color runway, and you're going white. Yeah, even with the bouquet, like if it was a colorful bouquet or some some yeah. pop of color. Yeah. Yeah, or even if she wanted to, like, make the pop of color her face. True. The makeup could have been more colorful. The the garment itself, the visual was great. I will give it a vibrant. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Audience: sixty-seven percent vibrant, thirty-three percent muted. Vania Vania. Look by Fabio Doltra. This is her tribute to Zaragoza with the bold red. Let's get it out of the way now. Longtime listeners of the podcast know how much I loathe an exposed corset. This was the killer of the look. You have so much detailing and excitement in the sequin skirt and the dynamic rose on the shoulder and even the gold headpiece representing Our Lady of Pilar, but the plastic red corset just breaks up the majesty of this look. Vania is not a fashion queen, and yet she could have had that moment without the corset. I also have a bit of an issue with the slit on the skirt and how it's tied. It looks like it was done because the skirt didn't fit. I would have loved her to just show leg. Yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah, that corset kills the whole outfit. <laughs> it's it so really pedestrian, and it breaks it breaks up the body like awkwardly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, this is something interesting because we're gonna see it in another look of hers later on. But she oh she uses it to get her shape, and I wonder why she doesn't do it under the garment. Right. I'm gonna give it a muted. Same. Yeah. Audience a little more forgiving, 71% vibrant, 29% muted. Wow. 
I know, right? Chanel Anorex, look by Samuel Va, gloves by Kiwi Nastoy. As much as I want to make sweet, sweet love to Chanel, this was an overall not a good night for her. But this was easily her strongest and most dynamic look from her package. She's giving you the San Francisco oil lamp and then showcasing the stunning mask to bring you a look reminiscent of Salamanca and a historical garment. With Salamanca being the golden city, she captures it well. She has some really engaging textures with the satin and the tassels. The gold chains really give it the dazzle that pairs well with the skirt. I like the story she is selling as it's mysterious and well fit to her brand, but I'm dying to know what was underneath that mask. Same. Yeah. I wish there was like an element where she like took it off or like raised it up or something. Yeah. What's the makeup like underneath? <laughs> it's almost like the makeup was ready for the next look. <laughs> Paloma says that there was a concept behind the look, but the execution was terrible. Terrible was the word that Paloma said. Um, I don't think it was terrible. It was vibrant for me. I liked it. I liked that little walkout. I liked, I don't know. Audience, 74% vibrant, 26% muted. Next up is the Macarena. No designers listed. She is giving you the white towns of Cadiz. Again, strong move to go white in a silhouette that's very bridal, but she does give her some color pop of the decorations on the shoulders in blue and red. I think this is a glamour moment for the Macarena, which we really haven't seen. The Fascinator painted sky blue with the clouds is a bit arts and crafts, but I appreciate the story she's trying to tell. Uh, this was, for me, the best look of her for the night. Yeah. She looked beautiful. I love the, the bottom of the dress. Yeah, very pretty. I'll give it a vibrant. Vibrant as well. Audience, 67% vibrant, 33% muted. Lover Bish, no designers listed. Again, here comes the white. She does give you a boldness in the blue hair and the red flowers that capture the Cuban flag. I love the simpleness of this look um, and she makes it look effortless. But when you break it down, it is a white dress with a white bodysuit underneath. And I see the Cuban story in the colors, but I think she could have amplified it and given us a moment in perhaps an attire that was a bit more of a celebration of Cuba and the ladies in white. It's almost there. This is a moment where Clover is showing a little bit of her greenness. What did you think? I agree. Like there's stars and you can't even tell. Yeah. Um, like on her like sleeves. Yeah. But if they were like stoned or something, something like popped, I don't know. And then uh, I love those, like the hair that yeah. stand up, but it's just so flopping. Like they need like toothpicks. Or, I don't know what they need something in there. <laughs> Anna says that the look didn't take her to Cuba, but it takes her to the East. Ambrosi will note that she repeated things in the first two looks, which were the headpieces that were too heavy and made her look like she was about to fall. I love you, Clover, but I'm going muted here. I'm like so in between. I love it. It's just little things, you know? So give her vibrant. You're going vibrant. Yeah, vibrant. (laughs) Audience, 41% vibrant, 59% muted. Damn. <laughs> Petita, look by Petita. True story. Petita's windmill can power an entire city. Not true, but who knows? She is coming out to pay homage to the El Molino de Barcelona, which has a windmill. So you bet this bitch is going to give you a windmill. The gag that this contraption worked and was a complete reveal. This is how you shock us on Drag Race nowadays. The garment itself was fine. It was the complete package that sold it. Brava. Were you expecting that thing to happen? No. I was like, what? What special effects is it? Like, what green screen is it? And then she turned around. You see, like, the whole pack. I'm like, what? So good. Yeah. 
Amrosi says the look with the mill is absolutely spectacular. Um, spectacular, spectacular, dare I say. Uh, there's a little uh, nod to Moulin Rouge, which also features a windmill. Look at that. Look right. at that. Um, it's vibrant for me. Vibrant, absolutely. Absolutely, audience, 100% vibrant. Wow. Kelly Roller. Uh, no design assistant. Oh Kelly is proving. She will be amazing on an all-star season one day because her runways are just not cutting it. She might be one of those queens in that is an amazing drag artist, but not great on drag race. She's giving you politics, which I think is an amazing story to sell for this runway as color and politics do go hand in hand. The problem is that jacket looks like it came from Amazon. It looked very cheap. She did save herself some face with the final gag being purple at the end that says they is not a typo. She needs to showcase something huge and gag worthy soon. Otherwise, I'm terrified for her. Yeah. What did you think of this? It was exactly what she said. Like the concept was cute at the end, but it was just like all the way at the end. And like that jacket, what? <laughs> it was no. bad. It was bad. Yeah. Calvo says that she has good ideas, but the execution was poor. He said it was a great idea going from Pepera to PSOA supporter to a Pedomas one, but he didn't see it in the jacket. He thinks she needs more details. Anna says that she liked seeing a walk from her, but it was the ball, and the ball is magic and illusion and glamour, and she didn't see that in her looks. It is muted for me. Yeah, muted. Audience, 5% vibrant, 95% muted. Visa, no designers listed. I love that no matter what, Visa will give you her interpretation of Spain through a Mexican lens. This time, it's the prehistoric Mexico. She's giving you the Mexican gold, a.k.a. corn. Now, listen, corn on Drag Race has not always done well. We remember Cornacea. Um, and Visa is here to continue that trend that maybe corn on the runway should be banned. That being said, I think it's a very beautiful garment from the cape to the base of the dress. But the second she gave you those corn effects on the side, I was tapped out. This was one of those times to edit, edit, edit. I want to celebrate her mug and the hair with the headdress. That is one of the most beautiful necks up I've ever seen. Yeah, that was gorgeous, honestly. What did you think of the rest of the look? The rest of the look, I mean, there was a lot like going on, but I loved it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm going to give it a vibrant, but I want her to yeah. start editing a little bit. Exactly. Audience, 76% vibrant, 24% muted. Best the uh, look by Mariano Lupurka, hair by Quindam Wigs. She is giving you a fair at night with neon lights. I love how not only is Bessia able to stay in her own lane, but she can make it work for the category. The reveal to the bumper car lights that actually flicker and the Bessia branding, that's what makes her a smart queen. Also, note she has 666 on the back of her dress. Uh, dare I say she's the devil. The devil's in the detail. Would I have ever said that this Spanish runway, this was a Spanish runway simply by the look? Never. Do I appreciate how much drag this is? Absolutely. What'd you think? So much detail. So much detail. Like, and I love that it sparkles too. Like little things like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's like sparkling all the way down. Even the 666. Uh, it was, yeah, very trippy. I like it. <laughs> Paloma says the look was totally futuristic. I will give it a vibrant. Vibrant. Audience, 79% vibrant, 21% muted. All right, wow. next category. Categories, flavors. In honor of this run, we're going to play spicy or bland. Are you a fan of spicy foods? 
No. <gasps> no. Oh my God, that's like sacrilege. I know. I know. I Play my mom. Foods. Why no, did no. she? Did she give you too much spicy? No, she doesn't eat spicy either. Oh, that there it is. There it is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see if some of these looks are spicy for Oya. Starting off with Paquita. Look by David Moss. Hair by Gonzalo de Belido. Nails by Manuel Nails. This is fried egg realness. I'm absolutely obsessed with this look. It's so simple and elegant and such a departure from what she's served all season long. But it's a fascinator and how the egg yolk just looks so real. And to realize that it's actually part of the wig was brilliant. My favorite look of hers so far. Agreed. I love it. Obsessed. And it, it, it has like salt on top too, if you know. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Yeah. I love eggs. It's so obsessed. Alvo says he liked that the fried egg yolk was her hair that melted into the white. This is spicy for me. Spicy. Audience 95% spicy, 5% bland. Cornella Gangora, look by Antonio Velasco, hair by Malibu, Marta Canais, and Robert de Arte. It's the hair once again. She has created a prawn from her hair and it looked fucking amazing. The rest of the garment, mediocre. The gold beaded dress is very old-fashioned drag. I think this was a wonderful showcase of how to do camp on Drag Race, but I wish the dress fit her better because it was so flat. It was so straight. I agree. I don't know. I like it all together just because the head is just so much. It's so much. It's just that giant lemon like gorgeous i'll give it spicy spicy absolutely audience 68 percent spicy 32 percent bland i think some of y'all just don't like campy drag bad 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 yeah pink shadora look by martin de arriba hair by wigs by Shirsade. pink shadora is a comedy queen and that's what she gave us here i think this was a really smart idea because the spanish love their wine I think the construction of the wine dress is something we have seen before with the plastic, but not in this kind of silhouette. I know why she picked red wine. It makes complete sense. I wish it was white wine only because you could see the immaculate details that it takes to craft this. This is how you sell a story on the runway, because if she just walked out normally, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? But because she made it look like she was spilling it, very smart. Agreed. I was like, what is happening? And then I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And she's like going like back and forth. Like, oh, now, fine. listen, if, if she came out like a, as, a, as a picture of sangria, oh my God, I'd be here for it. Love sangria. Like some fruit. Yeah. Fruit. Oh, that's a good idea. That would have been so fun. Are you a fan of sangria? Yeah. So good. So good. Nice. Uh, this is a spicy for me. Spicy. Absolutely. Audience, 71% spicy, 29% planned. Vania Vania, notice on his listed. She is coming out in a life-size autoquin wrapper, which is cool. What was not cool was the basic sequin walk around and the red hair that she revealed into. This was even more than basic than I could possibly imagine it could be. This is camp, but it needs to look worthy of the drag race runway. She did not do that. Mm-mm. Yeah, I agree. It was like... I don't know. You went into a, re- a reveal that was not even like, it was, like, <laughs> it was terrible. It was like, like she forgot the rest outfit. of her look. Yeah. It's missing something. <laughs> like if you're going to reveal into a piece of candy, shouldn't you reveal into what the candy looks like? Right. Exactly. Or something. A, a bunch of pieces of the candy. I don't yeah. Know. Anything. This was bland. It's a no yeah. for me. Yeah, no. Bland. 
audience, 25% spicy, 75% bland. Uh, Chanel Anorex, headpiece by Malibu because she's not giving credit to literally anybody else and I wouldn't either. Uh, what a letdown this was. Like this looked like the design challenge. And I actually had someone ask me if it was and I was like, nope. Uh, I, I just don't have any way to support this look. It's in honor of the Huluva strawberry. First off, plushy snakes are not worms. No, ma'am. The dress, the dress. What's there to say? It's not fitting her body well. It needed to be so sexy and it is so loose. The only thing that was positive about this look was when she did lose the wig to see the strawberry detailing on her head. And then the tights. They are so shiny. They're not her shade. I don't know what happened here. Yeah, no. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing like, this is worse than Drag Wars. That cat, <laughs> that cat is falling apart in the back. Like, yeah. she glued the snake to the back, and it's just, like, ripping. Like, you can see her hair. And then she's, like, trying to do the Vanji walk backwards so that they don't, they don't crack it. It was bad. <laughs> Paloma says that it was a disaster and it didn't turn well. He says the polka dot dressed like a strawberry looks like a dress that she had before that didn't favor her well. He says the snakes or the worms, it's been the worst thing he's seen tonight. Anna says that the Huluva strawberry that's overripe and has worms could have been amazing, but the strawberry wasn't well executed and the worms didn't look well. She says it makes everything look cheaper and they're all right. It's bland. This is terrible. Awful. It's going on the Block Talk Drag Race End of the Year Awards for Worst Look. It's bad. Um, yeah. Audience hated it. 5% spicy, 95% bland. Damn. The Macarena, designed by Hugasio Crujente. Hugasio, I got some words for you. Uh, she is representing Cadiz with the La Rizada, which is the sea urchin event. If you do the Google search, I get what she is doing here. The colors are just not runway worthy. She did it to herself. I think the spiky part is cool. I wanted more. The corset trying to reflect the center of the sea urchin is interesting. But why the, the muted Merlot bodysuit? I know the outside of the urchin has a bit of that shade, but the hue was not right for her. What I do think she did well is rather than try to match the face to the bodysuit color, she did fade it into her face. So it did have some purpose. It's not right, but it's okay. <laughs> all right i'm gonna make it no literally it's it's all right it's all right i see what she's trying to do but it's again kind it, of it needed to be bigger it needed to be amplified yeah. yeah absolutely it's a bland for me same audience 40 percent spicy 60 percent bland Clover Bish, look by Matea Sanori, hair by Alexa Evans. She is giving you Melimato dessert. And based on that Google search, she ate. Also, I would like some. I am hungry. I love the creativity here. The honey fascinator is so fun. Sure, it does look it might, like it might fall off, but drag should have a sense of danger, shouldn't it? The white dress is simple, but it's evocative of the source material. The white boots were interesting, but I guess we should be blessed it wasn't pleasers. I love this hair color on her. Dare I say, it's honey. She looked like she was having so much fun. Gorgeous. She had yeah. so much life. Yeah. She was bouncing. She was, yeah, smiling the whole time. She knew she looked good. Now, I've never heard of Melimato before. Have you heard of it? No. I'm, I'm going to try it. Thanks, Clover. Right. <laughs> hey, it's better than Flan. 
Liz said, I will eat flan. It's just, I remember the first time I had it because like, you know, in, in high school or in middle school, you take your Spanish class, you learn about things like, oh my God, flan. And then you like, they're like, take you to a Spanish restaurant. You have flan. You're like, ew, because it's, it's, it's shaky. So but then it's soaked in caramel. And you're like, okay, this is the best thing in the world. It's delicious. So good. No one did flan for the runway. That's crazy. Right. Anna says the execution fails a bit. I say screw you. It's spicy for me. Spicy. Audience, 69% spicy, 31% blonde. Petita. Look by Petita. Croquet by Mini Trap. So she comes out dressed as a croquette, and I was worried she'd pull a Vanya and be so basic underneath. Well, bitch, she did not. When she reveals away from the coquette into a sexy squid, I was gagged. You have to give it up to her. The detailing on this squid piece was immaculate. The fabric was perfect. The construction was brilliant. The way she stoned it was incredible. The eyes, amazing. I don't know how she saw out of that thing, but somehow she did. This is one of the most inventive things I have ever seen on this show. I'm obsessed with it. Gorgeous. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I'm like, what is underneath? And that was gaggy. But the fact that she's like, I'm going to give you this like sexy silhouette. You think it's going to be a sexy, sexy person? No, it's a sexy squid. I'm never going to be able to look at a squid the same way. Nope. <laughs> Ambrosi says he wanted to see more as he wanted to see the whole collection he sees on a runway. He wanted 150 million squids to come out. I, that's where I'm like, no, I don't want more squids. It is, but this look, it's spicy. Spicy, very spicy. Audience, I don't know who you fucking are. One of you, one of you, two of you, I don't know how many. 95% spicy, 5% bland. Y'all are rude. This should have been 100%. One of the best things ever. Blind. Kelly Roller, uh, no designers listed. She is a milkmaid that did not deliver. I appreciate that she is giving you a classic Spanish silhouette. I like the blonde hair. It's very beautiful on that golden skin. I said that drag should be dangerous, and I was terrified her skates were going to catch the bottom of that dress and she was out for the count. Yeah. I'm just sadly underwhelmed by this. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Those two colors, like, they're not doing it. The shoulders. And it's interesting because, like, the reference point, like, is is there. Like, it, it, it's point, a modern yeah. version of what this look is, but... I don't know. There's something about Kelly and the runway that's just not working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a soft spicy because I think she does look good, but yeah. it needs to be better. Same. Yeah, it's not like Audience awful. agrees. 63% spicy, 37% bland. Wow. It's time for Visa. Visa. I said it before. I'll say it again. It needs to edit. There is so much going on once again. Yeah. I love that she is the woven parts to break up the sparkle of that leotard. But the leotard was such a harsh contrast of the red for the chilies. It burned my eyes. And believe me, I have burned my eyes from cutting up chili peppers and forgot they are still on my hand. The killer of this look are those go-go boots. I don't know what that weird warm iridescent was, but it kind of killed the vibe. Yeah. Maybe if they were green or even tan. Or... Yeah. Yeah. But I still like the look. Right. What is it with Visa? She she really is a lot, but I, I appreciate what she does. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. She's so you're not a fan it. of Chili Peppers? No. <laughs> <laughs> the band, um, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a spicy. Spicy, yeah. 
audience liked it. 95% spicy, 5% bland. Wow. And Bestia, look by Matteo Zanotti, hair by Quindam Wigs, earrings by Mazel Tov. The way that I want a Chupa Chupa lollipop right now, oh my God, those are good. I love that she is giving you a childish fun look celebrating candy. She is so strong when it comes to structure and execution. She has this licorice pieces that actually looked real. Her makeup is very much aligned to what she does. I love that she served you something graphic. She's a smart one, this Bestia. This is when latex red pleasers work for a look. You're allowed to wear it because it pairs well with everything in this look. Yeah. Yeah, she looks amazing. I love the makeup. Yeah. It's like very like Candyland, like trippy. And it's not just like red or pink. Like it's blue. So it pops. It looks, yeah. Absolutely. It looks amazing. All right. So you're not, you don't like the spicy food. Do you have a sweet tooth? I do. What's your favorite candy? Um, like anything gummy, sour. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is spicy. I like it. Spicy. Absolutely. All right, audience, 82% spicy, 18% bland. And our final category this week is regions. In honor of this category, we are going to play Going There or Staying Away. Like Starting <laughs> off with Paquita. Looking at the side-by-side, -side, it's when she reveals from the overcoat that you can really see the inspiration loud and clear. Paquita has adorned this in a way that is very heightened and fabulous. But the way she was able to tell a story with the burned feet and legs that caused the fraying on the bottom was brilliant. I'm not sure how much repurposing she did to craft this, but it was executed well. Could I have used a tad more drag from her? Always. But this look was stunning. Gorgeous. And then the reveal of the legs, like uh, yeah, very well executed. Ambrosi says what he has in front of him is spectacular. What he likes about her is how she sells it. Calvo says he won't forget the coal coming from her legs and the threads hanging from the look. I will stay going there. Going there, yep. Audience, 95% going there, 5% staying away. Cornella Gongora, I do not care for this at all. I think the fringe element is the only comparison that was done well, but beyond that, I'm bored. The dress is not flattering. The white stockings are a complete miss for me. And then to have bright red pumps, no ma'am. It's the pink fringe on the shoulders that ruin the color story simply because there's nothing else pink on this look. I don't know what she was doing here. Yeah. <laughs> the look is not cohesive at all. I don't get it. Staying away for me. Staying away, yeah. Audience, 24% going there. 76% staying away. Jeez. Next, we have Pink Shadora. What she does well is comedy. What she can't do well is a sewing challenge. <laughs> I understand what she attempted to do. The original outfit has the cross pieces on the torso, so she played with that. In the original look, uh, there is a there is the lace shirt. Well, rather than that, she is a mini with lace that looks like a diaper but the major problem with this is styling and speaking of that 80s hair metal hair hard pass um can you make hair? any sense of this look unless she like is hiding something under that wig it was so know. big it's like <laughs> it looks like a cone head yeah yeah she's hiding something under there definitely staying away staying away <laughs> Audience, 44% going there, 56% staying away. They have a little more sympathy for her. 
Vania Vania, if you told me to pick the look that inspired Vania's creation, I would fail miserably. I do not see anything that matches. To start, I do like the ruffle effect and it is executed well, but the rest is a bodysuit and that's got another exposed corset. No, ma'am. And this is the third look, this challenge with red hair. I guess if she wants to have like a consistent package, that's why, but the red class... Um, the the red clashes with that real purple and that gold of the ruffles in a very unflattering way. The, the styling is the problem with this look again. I agree, hundred percent. If even if the hair was just a different color, I feel like it would elevate the outfit. Absolutely, I think I think the, different. Yeah, yeah, the, the hair is the ruiny hair. Um, so for me, I'm going to give it a soft going there simply because I think what she did execute with the ruffles was good. The styling was bad. Agreed. Yeah. Audience, going 56% going there, 44% staying away. Chanel Anorex. She literally said, don't care, I'm going to do me. She has the Ziggy Stardust David Bowie thing going on, which is really fun. What this has to do with the source material, couldn't tell you. If you're not ready to dive into this challenge of Drag Race, wait until you are. Chanel has so much promise and she really threw away her shot. I think if she had pink hair, perhaps the color story could have been sold, but there is nothing to match the red. Again, if you asked me if this was part of the challenge, I would never have guessed. I just don't see the evolution. Yeah, it's so random. It feels, yeah, like a video game challenge. I don't know. It feels like yeah, like it's an anime character, which is cool, yeah. but not for this runway. No, not at all. Paloma says that she had three looks that he thinks she was really trying to like. He says this is the funniest and is the one with the most history behind with the futurist Basque. He says he felt she wanted to do futuristic look and she did it, but it doesn't make sense to him. Calvo says that she has a lot of ideas and she wants to do so much and it happens also with the acting and sometimes fewer ideas, but better executed is better, which is correct. Staying away. Say it. You know you want to give it to her. I know. The audience. 44% going there, 56% staying away. Wow. The Macarena. What she did well was tell a story and made it campy. She knew with the source material and looks had what she had to look was to create something homely. So she made herself an old woman and it worked. I think the black and white works wonders and the way she gave it a shape with the cascading material was smart. It may not have been the most extravagant of the bunch, but she hit the mark of what to do on a design challenge of this type. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't like the makeup. I get what she was going for, yeah. but I was just like, ugh, could have been better. <laughs> she could have softened it a little bit and still had the older appearance, but I, I agree. I think the makeup was a little harsh, but yeah. if you're going campy, you're going campy. Um, so I'm going there. Going there. Audience, you're mean. 68% going there, 32% staying away. Clover, I know that she was giving this material, so doing a yellow flamenco is probably not what she would have preferred. I think this is so smart, very youthful. It's executed perfectly, but she's telling the story, and you can pair this look to the source material. I think if the train had more volume, she would have slayed, as right now it does, does kind of look like a tail. I love the space buns. So fun. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, the outfit looks amazing. It's just, yeah, maybe more if like the ruffles were longer on the sleeves or maybe from the shoulder, something yeah. like that, just to make it bigger. 
Anna says that she picked up the pace in the most difficult challenge and the one that scared her the most. She says she took it to her ground and created a very interesting Caribbean moment. I'm going there. I like it. Going there. Audience, 89% going there, 11% staying away. Petita, this is a brilliant way to celebrate Spain and how and show that you are a contender for the crown. She is giving you all the elements from the source material in a way that is replicated and recreated. She knows fashion and she knows the shapes that modern fashion uses. The only thing I don't love is how the dress moves because it does look a bit lopsided, but that was done on purpose. This was her challenge and everyone in that room knew it. Absolutely, yeah. She crushed it. Like, Would you wear this? They were pants, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you two could be a, a cute couple. Right. <laughs> Anna says that they saw something campy. They saw fashion all the time, Hope Couture and Sunning Execution. She says that they are the two best looks and date to date, and this one too, but fundamentally the other two are the best dra- of Drag Race money so far. Paloma says he finds this look very inspiring, noting the silhouette, shoulders, and cuff. Ambrosi will ask about the white part in the dress that he sees when it moves, as it seems to break the fantasy, but Petita explains, it's a pocket she hasn't showed them. Look at her going there. Right. <laughs> I'm going there. Um, audience, 82% going there, 18% staying away. Kenny Roller, she tried so hard to make this youthful and in her wheelhouse, so I'll give her credit there. But it's so bland. There's no life to this look. She got one of of the hard ones to play with this very much feels like pieces that we put together that actually don't go together she wanted to do different skate covers so that's why she went with the blue and the blue tights but they were clashing so hard with that black top i don't know what she was doing awful i feel so bad like oh my god it's terrible do you think if she went with like pumps it would have been better i don't know i don't like the hair i don't like yeah it's the not makeup good. no <laughs> paloma says that she needs more attention to detail he says they saw things that were an eyesore this this dude is very very harsh yeah uh but it's true staying away staying away audience 24 percent going there 76 percent staying away visa she took the elements that she was handed and said here it's just in a different order and much much sexier I love the cape and how it drapes. It's very much lady in waiting. The way she flipped the corset around to make her in between me down there, the focus was wild. This is Canary Island lingerie. The only thing I need more clarity on is the headpiece. I was fully expecting, in honor of the Canary Islands, for drag set loss to pop out. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be the gag. The whole that little baby drag queen just popping out of your head. Oh my god! <laughs> what did you think of this look? Okay. I liked it. I liked the little floating hat up there. I was like, "Who's in there?" <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I guess in a way, like the the Canary Island girls, they do have some elaborate headpieces, and this yes. was her way of creating one. But it was just interesting. It looked yeah, it looked cool though. And then tying in the Mexico, um, like Absolutely. Her with the fabric, yeah, it's going there for me. Going there. Audience, 84% going there, 16% staying away. And finally, Bestia. What Bestia did here that Chanel did not was she took the elements from her source material and fashioned it in a way that 
compares to the original. This is reimagining to the max. While she may not have been giving all the polka dot, she made polka dots and there lies the story. I will say that it is leaning a bit into arts and crafts for my taste, but the execution to create the silhouette that she did was done pretty well. She also has a confidence that sold the look. Now, how this represents her aunt, I could not tell you, but I'm glad she was successful here and paid homage. Well, I guess I see it now. Um, if you look at the chest, it's like two circles and then one has the X through it. Oh, oh. I just, I literally just noticed that. Oh my God, the, you win. You win, you win the, the episode. Pink. <laughs> and the pink, I guess like the breast cancer awareness pink. There it is. There it is. Oh my God, you're brilliant. You're actually <laughs> the most brilliant guest I've ever had on the show. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. No, I literally just noticed. I'm like, wait. Now I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Sad, that was such a sad story. And I'm like, how is this like, that almost have been a rocker. Like, I was very confused. <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking. I was like, wait, how does yeah. this work? You, you got it. Thank you. Yay. Wow. Like, okay, that, that makes me appreciate this even more. Yeah, um, Ambrosi says that what she is wearing is spectacular. He thanks her for taking risks with the makeup because it's something many need to do more of. Calvo says that the punk Chalupa, uh, ch- chulup, chal- Chulapa, God damn it, I just want to talk about Chalupa, uh, is what he wants from drag to take something traditional, elevate it, and tell a story. He says, hopefully, in 200 years, there will be not Chalupas like this. Uh, chulapas. God damn it. <laughs> Paloma says that this look is overshadowing all the rest. He says that she gave three perfect looks. I am going there. Going there. Absolutely. Thank you for figuring out the story. I appreciate you. I got you. Um, The audience, 94% going there, 6% staying away. While they were not scolded this week, Supreme has made some decisions. Pink Shadora, Vania, the Macarena, Visa, and Hornell are safe, leaving Bestia, Kelly, Clover, Chanel, Paquita, and Petita as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I think this was right. Um, yeah. It made sense. The safe girlies are backstage, and for some, it's three weeks safe in a row, which is not good. Ornella was very scared because she can't sew. She will publicly apologize to the entire region of Aragon because Our Lady of Pilar did not appear to her. She hasn't told her anything whether she wants to be French or how she should sew. The Macarena is tired of being safe. She's not saying she wants to win, but she wants to have feedback. The girls say to her that she looks the best they've seen her, and they remind her that she is an old lady drag. So shady. So shady. So shady. Vanya thinks to be safe, and this is her attitude, not the ticket. Do you think they're all jealous of the Macarena, or is this just a plot line that the producers are trying to sell us? I think that it's the plot line. Like they brought her back. I think so too. Different, yeah. So they're like trying to make her the one that everybody's picking on. I think. Yeah. The annoying one. Cornella says she is living the whole experience, top, bottom, safe. Next, she will hope to win. We'll see what happens. The discussion turns to the results. Pink Shador thinks that Kelly has another week, while Vania reminds them that this is her first time talking to Chanel. The Macarena believes Kelly is in more danger. She goes on to say that you can see her pins, the wig doesn't convince her, and she doesn't understand the concept. So now the tops and bottoms return, and Kelly knows it's her week's lip sync. They say that Petita and Paquita, who I will now deem as Piquitita, Piquitita, are the winners of the week. And then Kelly is like, Bestia and I 
We're the bottoms. Um, uh, no, she's like Bessie is the top also, and they all forgot about Bessie. I was just like, Bessie was just told you had the three best looks. So interesting. Right. Bessie reveals that she was freaking out, but they liked what she did. She says it's a mirror in the top and a sewing challenge. Pick Tita says they both got positive remarks and that it is gratifying that their work is validated. Why do the producers do this to us and cast them both in the same season? Like, why would you do that? Seriously. <laughs> Annoying. Paquita knows that her arrival is Petita. Petita says they told her fabulous things, but she still doesn't give herself credit. She will share with the room that Anna told her that her first two looks were the best looks that have ever been on Drag Race Espana. I think Anna was drunk because uh, she's clearly forgetting about Carmen Ferrara and Sagittaria, but shh. Right. In her confessional, she will get emotional as she says, for someone who's been working on something that she believes in and has never been valued for it, it's very strong for her. She's been waiting her whole life to be told something like this. Clover is reminded that she was told nice things, but Vanya is like, so the other two got the opposite? Shady. Shady. Kelly sounds like she's about to give up, but says that it's been fun being with them all. Now let's return to the previously scheduled broadcast of the Dark Chanel show, who tells us in confessional that Kelly was told that she had three shitty looks and she's laughing about it when Chanel thinks she should be afraid. Ooh, maybe this is uh, filmed post-elimination. She's not sour at all. She's very sour. She's very sour. Bitter. Chanel is really sad and tells the girls that she feels the judges haven't understood who she is on three episodes. She says it hurts her as she came there with the intention of trying to get them to know who she is and thinks they haven't. She feels like shit. But Kelly will ask her if they should go powder their mustaches, which I think is code for a hanky-panky. <laughs> Probably. All right, it's results time. Supreme and friends have decided the winner of the week is Petita. Not only does she get some euros, she wins an Aurora Borealis necklace and earring set from Astrolab. Paquita, Bestia, and Clover are safe, leaving Chanel and Kelly at the bottom, too. Do you agree? Um, I do. I mean, yeah. I it do. makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, did you watch this episode in Spanish, or did you have the subtitles on? Um, I watched, well, both, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. It's time to talk about the song. It's a classic, but done in Spanish. It's Christina Aguilera's Genie in a Bottle. Now, the story that slips in for me was watching the subtitles and being like, Google Translate fail. Oh, yeah. According to the captions, part of the chorus goes like this. If you want to be with me, win my heart, three wishes I grant you, if you swear you love to me. I don't think that's what Christina Aguilera is saying in 1999. No, I'm telling you. Half of the stuff that they're saying, and it's so funny, because like there's so many different Spanishes, like... Something a Colombian person would say, like a Dominican wouldn't necessarily say, like yeah. slang is different, you know? So like some of the stuff that they say, I'm still like, I look at my partner, we're like, what are they saying? Huh? Like we don't get some of the terms because it's the slang that they use in Span in like Spain or like wherever the you know, specific city they're from. Now, maybe this is the American in me saying, well, why couldn't they just put the lyrics from in English, like on there as we know it? Um, right. Would that have translated properly, though? No. No. It's fascinating, right? It's Language so is a crazy yeah. thing. I know. <laughs> that being said, are you a fan of Christina Aguilera? Yeah. Are you a fan of Christina Aguilera being a lip-sync song on Drag Race España? No. 
weird yeah it was weird very yeah. strange um the lip sync was proof that chanel is a look queen or she just gave up because that was not good kelly rolled her way to a sexy victory yeah she really you did. said it earlier she floated she did she's very good on those wheels i know Ugh. um chanel was doing everything but doing a good lip sync Kelly did the cartwheel, and I think the decision was made right when she did that. That's exactly what I said. I said that out loud when we were, <laughs> we were watching the episode. I'm like, damn, she won because of that cartwheel. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Overall, weird lip sync. Not great. Kelly stays. Do you agree? Mm. I mean, if we're going solely on the lip sync, then I agree, sadly. But I would have wanted her to go home. Yeah, like I, I, I she's think not really, yeah, she's not giving anything. I kind of agree with you, but I think they could tell that Chanel is just not there. She's not she's doing what here. they want her to do for the show. And I think like we we can't have you another week. Yeah. At but of course, Chanel has, <laughs> yeah. But of course, Chanel has back to say thinking she's gone, but Supreme has a surprise for her, a second chance to come back, and she will take it. I've asked everybody so far, what do you think this twist is going to be? What's the challenge? What's the win back challenge? I don't know. Maybe like one episode where they can, like the eliminated queens can, like one of them can come back. But that's a lot. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be like All Star Six where it's a lip sync Lala Perusa? Maybe. That would be fun. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is Chanel's legacy besides being my heartthrob crush? I know, I'm like, that they're so cute. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Like, I can't think of something that was memorable. <laughs> she, Yeah, she, she's her own person, but she was yeah. hot. There it is. She's hot. She's hot. She's hot. She's hot. She's hot. Um, can't wait to meet you. Right. Um, oh, God, DragCon. That's going to be the hard one. Uh, who won the week? So not necessarily, it doesn't have to be the winner. Who had the best episode? Mm. looking at the picture behind you (laughs) i'm gonna go with bestia because i think bestia proves that she's really a unique artist and she got to tell her story of her aunt and we know that it was present in the look more than i thought it was thank you for sharing (laughs) yeah i was gonna say in between bestia and i feel like um la macarena right Mm -hmm. Yeah. She had that like cute moment. So just like either one of them. So like that that was a good moment to have in the episode. Absolutely. Too. We have an yeah. acting challenge next week inspired by a horror film. Are you a fan of horror films? Love horror. What's, What's your favorite, favorite horror movie or franchise? Um I have so many. Um I would say probably Dead Silence, but not like the really old one. There was like a newer one with like dolls. That was mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are you worried about for this next challenge? Um, like worried who who's like gonna go home or yeah, who who's not gonna be a good actor? Mm. I'm worried for maybe Kelly Roller. <laughs> but I let's think see. So maybe too. that's the one thing. Maybe that's the one thing she could do. Maybe she's gonna turn it out and we'll be maybe. Gagged. I'm here for who it. No, no. All right. After three episodes, the winner of the season is. 
like we said earlier, like they're also well, they got ripped two episodes in a row. <laughs> no, there's really no clear front runner based off of this episode. I don't even know. I really don't. I like Bestia just because a little look. That yeah, I think Bestia is definitely a contender. I think Batita after this episode is definitely a contender. Yeah, because um, we know that they do appreciate fashion from a winner. Uh, so I think maybe between the two of those right now is where I'm leaning. Yeah, definitely agree. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can send me whatever you'd like on Venmo. <laughs> That's going to be at Mystery Mel, M-Y-S-T-E-R-E-M-E-L. And you can follow me on Instagram at MXMelKIKI. So it's MXMelKIKI. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was so fun chatting with you. Thank you. I know this bowl was a lot. I was like, geez. <laughs> <laughs>